There we go. That might be, that's better, right? Yes. Okay, there we go. Wholesale to Million family. We're back with uh, Subscribe First Wholesale deal Interview. But Justin been in the game for a very long time, about a year, year and a half or so. I'm going to let him share with you guys the stories. How he's able to close his first deal. Not just that, but scale his business up. And uh, however much he's making right now, I haven't really asked him. But let's go ahead and jump in. You guys, if this video add any value to you, please show me my guest some love. Boom, smash that thumbs up if you're new to the channel. Welcome to the Wholesale to Million family. Be sure to, boom, smash that subscribe button. Make sure you turn on the bell notification. So when I upload a new video or when I go live, you get notified. But help me welcome Justin. What's going on, playa? Hey, how's it going, man? Yeah, doing great. <laughs> you're good, man. Hey, Justin, could you, so let's, let's go ahead and share with everybody kind of your stories for those that don't know you, man. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So, uh, I I'm originally uh, uh, worked as like an engineer. Um, my partner originally had a business in like the event rental business, so that's kind of like where our background came from. We had no background in in, in real estate or anything like that. Um, I went and got my real estate license and. wanted to utilize that at first but i started to be an actual real estate agent you know to uh set, go show buyers everything like that um hey um uh, hey. retail buyers and sellers is uh hey. going showing them homes hey, hey, how hey. long the process hey, justin justin can, uh, can you hear me bro yeah yeah dude yeah yeah internet, uh, yeah man the internet connection is really bad let me get bro. back let me get out of here. I don't know what's going on in the office right now. Internet connection. I think I got everything all plugged straight into um, straight into the modem. Let me go straight in here. Hold on. So I got an acquisition guy here. <laughs> Hold on. Let me get into the next room. Okay. Let me get into our next office over here. I don't know if it's if it's my office. So weird. I've never had a I've never had a problem with that. So let me get in there. Yeah. Oh, let me get in here. So we'll go into this office right now. Is that better? Yeah, cool, man. Awesome. Yep, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, um, and let me open this door real quick. Hold on. Real quick. Let me just open his door just so I can make sure all that internet connection comes through. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, so, um, you know, uh, like I was saying, was, uh, you know, we start, I started as a real estate agent. And um, can you hear me better? Yep, yep. Okay. Yeah. So I started as a real estate agent and, uh, you know, kind of did that and, um, started seeing how long the process was to do those re retail uh, transactions. So then I actually started, <laughs> I started by, uh, watching your YouTube videos oh, and, no uh, yeah, yeah. This was back. Like, this was back. Like when you were, when you weren't as big, as big as you are now, like this is back. Like when you first started, I remember like watching these videos of, um, you talking about like going on Zillow and like, you know, calling everything on Zillow. And I remember you saying like, oh man, I've called everything on Zillow. There's not one lead that I haven't called on Zillow yet, you know? And, and, and so from there, I kind of, I watched your videos and, you know, it, it kind of, uh, once you start going down the rabbit hole, you find all the other people that are out here that are doing deals and everything like that. Um, so, you know, watch those. And finally I was like, you know what, <clears throat> I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, do this. I was at my, I was at my engineering job. I hated it. I was like, you know what, I'm going to quit and I'm going to go full force into it. Um, kind of was like a bad decision. Cause I, I ended up like running out of money, like really quick. Yeah. Um, and people don't really understand like the, the struggle and, and the grind of, of, you know, the whole process of, of starting this business and, and getting into it. And, and they don't understand. And, you know, a lot of people don't understand the, the, the fact that you need to still have some sort of cash, you know, to be able to place in, in marketing and everything like that. Um, but, you know, you can do it for free, but you know, those, 
those uh, those routes do take a little bit longer to get your business going. So, um, absolutely. So, hey, hey, Justin, let's talk. Let's talk about this a little bit, man, because a lot of people don't understand. I think you know, especially so. Justin, are you single? You married? You have kids? What? Uh, I have a kid. Uh, yeah, I have a, I have a six year old. Okay, uh, but uh, you're single. Yeah, yeah, sing, single. Yeah. At the time when I start, at the time when I started, I wasn't, but um, now I am. But yeah, <laughs> gotcha, bro. So, dude, Justin, since since you're going through it, man, I would love for you to shed some lights on, you know, people that are, you know, hating their J, you know, me, dude. When I first, get, so I say this all the time, and most people just want to quit their job and jump in with with both feet. And I actually share this on. Um, uh, on one of my videos, I said, listen, if you're by yourself, you're single, fine. You know, you do, you, you do whatever you want to do. All right. Because you, you're the only one that's going to go yeah. through the pain, the stress, not having that money. Yeah, right? yeah. But when you have a family, man, it's, it's, it's a completely different thing. A lot of people, I say that they're selfish when they just want to quit their job, knowing that they got no reserve, right? Like they got no money you know, for the next six months or next year, however long it's going to take you to get that first deal, man. It's not like you mm -hmm. quit and all of a sudden the next 30 days you get a deal. Like it doesn't, it doesn't happen like that. Not at all. And <laughs> so, so I tell people, you know, especially when you have a family, you can't be selfish. You, you don't want to put your kids, your wife, your husband through that whole struggle with you. So make sure when you pull the trigger on your J-O-B, you know, like make sure you got some reserves, some backing. Yeah. Man. No, 100%. Yeah. We, uh, when I, when I ended up, uh, uh, calling it quits on my job, I mean, I only had like 20 grand in the bank and that's really not much, you know? And, 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 and like, I, I, uh, uh, I did it and I did it out of, you know, I mean, just not really thinking straight. I think I had a bad situation at my job where yep. I wasn't like getting any higher than where I was at right there. So I was just like, you know what, I'm done with this. I'm going to go full, full force into, into uh, uh, real estate wholesaling. Um, had some money to fall back on, uh, wasn't, wasn't nearly enough of what I needed. Um, but, uh, you know, also, um, having that edge and not everybody has the, has the ability to, you know, take that outside, um, factor and, and be able to use it as like motivation to be able to get their deal, uh, quicker, you know? So a lot of people, uh, you know, they quit their job and then they don't, they, they go on and they say, oh, I'm going to do it, but they don't actually full force 100%, you know, dig in and do it. You know, they say, I'm going to do it. And then, actually doing it is another thing, you know? So, um, that's kind of, that's kind of where, go ahead. <laughs> no, 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 just, Justin, I also, I, I also want to touch base, uh, on that, bro. Cause uh, a lot of times it's like, people don't see the struggles of, of this business. And yes, you know, it's just like whatever you mentioned earlier, there's the freeway to do it, but dude, a lot of people are doing the freeway. So it's, like, don't get me wrong, man. It's extru it's free and it's really, 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 really hard. If you got some cash, it's going to really help you out with this business a lot. Yeah. But you're doing it the freeway, man, and, qu and quitting that job and only got a few hundred bucks, and you think you're going to get a, a deal in the next 30 days with having no cash for for marketing? Man, good luck. 
I know I see a lot of people that post like, hey, we have like, you know, I have like a few hundred dollars for marketing. I'm like, ah, that's good. But, you know, you better keep a job on the side so that you can, you know, utilize that marketing. You keep utilizing that marketing. But once you once you get out of that job, you don't ha actually have that two hundred dollars to spend because you have no job. You have no no money coming in. So, um, yeah, man, it's uh, it's intense. And as you scale, you know, the the, the costs only get higher, um, you know, and, and and, you know, the marketing only gets gets more expensive because you're doing more marketing and you're trying to scale more and trying to get into other markets. So it's not like it ever goes down, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Okay. So Justin, let's go ahead. Um, let's go ahead and jump through um, and take us through your first wholesale deal, man, from finding where you find the sellers, how you execute the deal, how you plan to buy the whole thing, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So my first one was actually with a, a previous company that I worked with. Um, and it was, uh, I believe, a, a lean, a lean off of a lean list. So I'm out here. In, I'm out here in Arizona. So we're. Uh, I was out here in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, we got. We pulled the list from. Um, I don't know if you know the company REWW. It's uh, REWWNational.com. Um, it's a uh, Kent Clothiers data data company. So okay. we pull. We we have like a subscription with Kent Clothiers data company, and and we would pull these lists, and they would automatically have phone numbers on it when he first. When he first came out with that data company, it would automatically have phone numbers for it. So it was awesome because we we didn't have to pay anything more for those phone numbers or anything, right? right. So um, yeah, from there we we uh, what we did was we were cold calling it. We had people that were actually cold calling it over here um, in an, in an office that I was working at. So like I said, it was a, with a previous company before I started my own. Um, and we had people that were coming into the office doing cold calls and stuff like that. We didn't really know much about VAs. So I was very, very new. You know, we didn't know how to utilize any of that, you know. So it was literally like me out here trying to like recruit guys to come in. And, and you know, there was such a high turnover because guys would come in and they wouldn't get something in the first week and they'd be out of here. You know, so we were calling the leads list. Um, the guy, the guy ended up uh, answering, uh, answering the first time. I believe it took us like at least fifteen to twenty calls after that to even get him to let us come to the house. So that's where like another big thing that people drop off on are that those follow up calls. So they, they, you know, people talk to the person once and then they throw the lead away. But really, it's like you know, the first time I don't, I believe it's like I don't know, it's probably like ninety percent of our deals aren't happening on the first on the first phone call. You know, we're, we have a, quite a few phone calls before we actually create the deal. Um, but yeah, so we called him probably like, I'd say probably like 20 times before he finally let us come in, had a lean against it. Um, we, uh, went and talked with him, uh, kind of figure out the situation. He was, uh, he was just, he had some bad, like some bad roommates and stuff like that. So he was just kind of ready to get out of there. Um, and then, uh, we ended up helping him with the lean. So we ended up taking, uh, helping him with the lean. Uh, getting the lean to go down a little bit, a little bit more um, than what he was actually getting it for. So uh, at that point, once we got that lean down, we were able to, he, he looked at that as kind of like the best thing that he could do because he, he uh, wasn't going to have that big chunk of money taken out of his equity when he sold the property. So we were able to get it on a, on a pretty cool deal. And then um, we used our friends, our, our people at, at Keegley to actually dispo the, the, the deal for us. So they sold it within like a few, like a few hours of, of us getting it. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so you guys found a deal and then you found Keegley. They basically dispositioned. dispositioned yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we found, we found the deal, um, acquired it. Uh, put it under contract. Um, 
We negotiated with the uh, with the uh, company that had the lien. We had to call the company, do the negotiations with them, uh, and get that lien to go down more. Um, we basically just offered them like uh, I think it was like one fifth of what it was. So we just offered them barely anything. And they, and a lot of these people don't know, but a lot of these companies that when when they have liens against properties and stuff like that, you can call in and you can negotiate with them and and pay way less than what that lien actually is because they're more or less just like, well, we're just trying to get money. Um, so what, that's kind of what we did was we negotiated it, um, and then put it under contract, uh, took it to title. And then, yeah, from there, we, we sent it over to Keegley and they, they sold it for us within a couple hours. Gotcha. But the thing is, Justin, how do you guys, so how do you negotiate, uh, with the lien? Do you guys call the bank or, 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 or uh, tell us about that process, bro? So, yeah, so this was actually, this wasn't a lien against like, this wasn't like a, a second, like a, like a home equity line of credit or anything like that. It wasn't anything like that. It was like a lien against, uh, it was a lien from, uh, a, a lawyer from a past, uh, past, uh, incident that he had had. So they had, had, he had gone to court. Um, they had, Put a judgment against him and then he didn't he didn't pay the judgment so they put the lien against the house and so like those types of those types of liens are the ones that you can actually call in and do negotiations um obviously like a home like a, a second or anything like that they're going to stay probably pretty pretty true to it because you know they're they they understand how if you sell the house they're going to get their money either way so <laughs> right 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 gotcha and, and that's why i want you to clear it up because people don't understand and yeah yeah bank, sorry <laughs> uh, well let me call the bank you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah okay so so now justin for so 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 that's your first deal mm -hmm. now now take us through now how long did it took you uh to get your first deal bro um it probably took me uh, about so when i started with that company when i started with that company um it took us probably about two and a half months because it was basically building it from start from start to finish we were uh that company was pretty green uh they didn't they didn't have any systems or anything like i said we didn't even know about vas just yet you know so it was pretty green so it took us about a couple a couple months like two and a half months to get everything revved up and and get to where we needed to be um but all in all like after after starting the cold call mark cold call marketing campaigns it probably took about like a little bit over 30 days nice man okay so now mm -hmm. talk to us about where's your business at right now yeah yeah so um like i said you know we i was with a company before i was with that company before it didn't really work out so once it didn't work out i uh went off on my own um left the left that brokerage as well uh or that that uh that real estate team as well um so i kind of went on, on my own and uh, my best friend, uh, he actually was, was selling, was thinking about selling his business, which is an event rental business. Um, and so when he was thinking about selling his business, he was trying to figure out well, what, what, what am I going to do next? So I kind of had a, had a meeting with him at, at a coffee shop and, um, we just talked about, you know, real, how he wanted to get in real estate. He had his license. So he wanted to do like more retail stuff, but then I kind of just, I just, just showed him one day at the coffee shop. I was like, Hey man, there's a, you know, there's a way better way to do this thing. And it's way faster. You don't have to deal with people as much, like as, as hard, you know, like it's the people aren't as, aren't as hard. Like when you deal with these people and you actually get a transaction done, like they're thankful that you got this transaction done for them. Um, so, you know, I told him a little bit about it, took him, he took that and went back home, took him about a week to finally say, yeah, I'm on board. Um, and then, yeah. And then just at the beginning of this year, we started, uh, Arizona home offer. So um, that's where we have an office out here in Phoenix now. Um, and now we do, you know, between like retail transactions and wholesales, we do anywhere between like uh, four to six a month is what okay. we is what we're usually doing. Yeah. 
Nice, bro. Congrats. So now, yeah, yeah. Talk, so now let's talk about retail transactions. So you, you're, you're, you're mean you guys actually get the property on the contract and then list it. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll list it. So like we do we do various various different ways now. So we'll not only wholesale, but we'll also we'll also close on the properties ourselves and wholesale it. So we'll actually yeah. list we'll we'll list the property on on the MLS and and our as us being the owners after we've already closed on that property um, and make the spread between the the retail price and and our buy price that we got. So we do um, you know wholesale and then we also list properties as well. Yes. Okay. So so okay. So you guys all so you basically have a realtor company. Right, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. where you actually list the property, mm -hmm. and then explain to people that don't know what wholesaling is, man. Because wholesaling and wholesaling. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it, it was it wasn't a concept until I it wasn't a concept that I start that we started doing until the beginning of this year. And the reason being is because out here in Phoenix, it's it's hard to find. You know, a lot of people understand the value of their homes out here in Phoenix, and and um, you know they know they know what what you know somewhat what they can get, and and it's not it's not as they aren't as behind I, I what i would say is they aren't as behind as other other markets you know other markets some people don't actually know like the true value of what their house is or the appreciation that's been happening within their market so so um you know people out here in phoenix definitely know that they definitely know that they've got something uh, uh, that they that they can sell um so we we started to find out uh, that if we found these properties of property owners that were, you know, giving us enough, enough uh, room to be able to, uh, to be able to still sell it and make a profit. But the only, the only way for that to work was for us to find properties that were basically ready to be put back on to the MLS for us to be able to resell it. So we would find properties of people that were, you know, selling that, that really was like, you know, they just didn't want to deal with the timeframes. Um, same, same reasons, right? They don't want to deal with the timeframes. Um, they don't want to deal with, you know, realtors going in and out. Um, or, you know, a lot of it was like people moving out of state for jobs and they had a nice home that they had a nice home that they bought maybe 10 years ago. And this house has granite has, has, you know, upgraded, they've upgraded the tile and stuff like that. So what we do is we, we go and we actually take a look at these properties and, um, you know, we, uh, we assess them and see, and see, you know, what the value is that we can, um, that we can set it on the MLS for. And then from there, we kind of figure out a happy median. So we, we tend to stay under 300,000 for these types of transactions because the fees get so high after that. So we go anywhere from, so we like to give ourselves like a $50,000 buffer. So basically it's just, it's just taking a home that, that is MLS ready, giving them a wholesale, uh, giving them a cash offer. That's high enough for them, but still low enough for us to be able to make the the profit in between the, the MLS sell and all the fees that come with the MLS sell. Gotcha, man. So some of those, some of those on our average deals right now on, on those wholesale ones are anywhere between like 20 and 30. It's crazy. Ooh, yeah. That's good, man. Yeah. 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 So, it's intense. So, 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 so Justin, so you, um, I mean, what is the percent? So, okay. So let's just say that you can list the property for 300,000. You guys mm -hmm. lock it up on a contract for 250. Yeah. So, so I would probably, yeah, anywhere under 250, I'd probably lock it up. So, um, we, uh, what our, what our real, like what my, our go-to price range in that, in that wholesale thing is yep. properties that are under two, like we do anything under 300, but like our golden price range is properties at 250. And we know that we can, we know that we can get, if we can get that property for anywhere from a hundred, uh, uh, from 190 to two, like 205, 210, we know that we can sell that property as a wholesale right away out here because there's so much demand for properties on, on the, on the MLS right now, because there's such a low out here in Arizona, there's such a low 
what do you call it, uh, uh, amount of properties on the MLS right now. Right. But now my so, question for you, so my question for you, uh, Justin, is that mm -hmm. let's just say, let's just say that you know that you can list my property on the MLS for two fifty. What mm -hmm. would you What would you guys offer me as a uh, wholesale? Yeah. So let me see real quick. I'd probably I'd probably be somewhere. I mean, I've we've bought one uh, that we listed for two forty nine nine, and we bought it for uh, two oh five. Two ninety nine. Oh no, two forty nine ninety nine is what we listed it for, and we bought it for two oh five. Okay. So, yeah. so just like you said, if you know that you could list it for 200, you want to be at one. So you want that $50,000 uh, spread in there. Yeah. Yeah. Just to cover yeah. all the realtor commissions, the closing cost fees and all that, correct? Yeah. It covers, okay. it covers all that, all that for us. So I'm doing a quick cal calculation right now. Sure. Um, Cause I have a spreadsheet. We have a spreadsheet that actually does all this, all this calculation for us. And then what we look for is, like I said, properties that are basically just uh, ready for us to put back on that we don't have to do any, any, you know, little to no, like below $5,000 in, in repairs again, like is what we is what we look for. So gotcha. something like something like that, that I, uh, um, I don't know oh, if you want man. me to. Uh, we having a little trouble. Okay. Um, so now Justin, let's talk about, let's talk about repair costs, man. Cause I know a lot of people are having a tough time. Hey, after I run the comps, how do I know, you know, what to estimate as far as the repair costs? So could you give us a, a, a quick uh, breakdown on that? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, we, we do, uh, you know, we do a, a quick one. Uh, it's not really like anything that we do the price per square foot method is what we is what we use and uh, we kind of use it off of Ryan Panetta. Um, we we uh, learned we learned it from we learned it from his uh, you know his trainings and stuff like that is to just use the price price per square foot method. Um, out here in Arizona, it's a little different because we actually know you know we actually you know like what these things would cost out here because um, we do we do flips as well now so um, we we know like what these what the costs would be for those. Those types of things, but anything outside of our market of Arizona, uh, we just use the price per square foot, which is like you know uh, five dollar. I think he has his like five dollars as the as a small five dollars per square foot as a small um, light rehab, uh, and then he has like ten dollars per square foot as a as another uh, rehab is like a, a the next level, and then it goes fifteen and then twenty five as the as the max price per square foot. Gotcha, man. And now, um, so. Um, and the thing is, a lot of people don't know about running uh, comps. Um, Justin, mm -hmm. So how do people figure out what the property is worth, man? Yeah, um, you know, we 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 tell our VAs because we have we have, uh, you know, now we have 15 VAs that work for us. So oh, wow. um, okay. we tell our. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've definitely pumped it. <laughs> but yeah, we tell our VAs, um, you know, a lot of them, if they can't find uh, when we were first starting to do uh, to train VAs on how to figure out uh, comps and everything like that, we were really just telling them to use Zillow and Trulia and Redfin. Um, then we kind of we kind of started seeing like the power of I don't know if you use PropStream, but we yep. kind of seen started seeing the, the power of PropStream to be able to comp properties in these other markets. Yep. So We've uh we've trained our VAs and, and our acquisitions people to be able to use a uh, prop stream to be able to, to comp out properties. Um, and, you know we use the the uh, uh, below 300 square feet above 300 square feet of the of the uh, property size um, within 10 plus or minus 10 years of the property uh, property year uh, when it was built. And then you know 
we like to stay like within with like we like to stay exact on beds and baths for the first time that we're doing our comps and then if we don't have enough comps then we kind of get a little more relaxed on the on the rest of the, like if it's a if it's a four bed we're just looking at nothing but four bedrooms and two baths you know so if there's not enough comps for that then we kind of go okay well let's look at the three bedrooms and and two baths as well and we'll kind of like uh, utilize that and then go go off of the price per square foot to get our arv gotcha man so now um um justin for those of you who don't have prop streams, I'll leave my affiliate link just right below in the descriptions. Prop streams, man, they have came out with, you know, uh, we pretty much use them obviously to pour a list. We use them to pour cash buyer list. We use them to do, you know, comparable. Um, I think they also comes out with something where you can actually uh, do direct mail um, directly from their website as well. So if you guys want to check it out, I'll oh, leave man. the link right below. <laughs> PropStream has been pretty powerful. I've seen a lot of people actually um, that actually use it, man. Yeah, yeah. Now, Justin, let's let's kind of walk people through your whole team a little bit. So, mm -hmm. so once you guys send out your marketing, let's talk about what what marketing channel are you seeing the best results in, man? Um, we're doing it. We're seeing it right now in uh, cold calling. It's always been. We've been very cold call heavy. We've always been cold call heavy. Um, we've done we've done texting. We've done RVM. Uh, we've done, um, we're, we're, uh, doing radio now. Um, so, oh, nice. you know, yeah, yeah. So, uh, we're doing it in Tucson right now. So we're trying to, we're trying to, um, you know, figure that whole thing out and get, get that thing working. But yeah, um, we're very cold call heavy and that's, that's where we see the best results. Um, texting, we, we've tried it and we've got, we walked away from it and then we came back and tried it again. And we just don't, we just don't do good as a company for texting. Um, RVMs are, are something that we kind of, uh, couple with cold calling. So we do RVM, we do RVM blasts, uh, uh four times a, a month. Um, and we basically blast out about anywhere between like 30 and 50,000 RVMs. Um, and what it does is just because our, our cold call system doesn't leave voicemails. So, um, we just have that as like our next thing that's leaving a voicemail that has one of our acquisitions. One of the girls that are, that's our acquisitions, uh, member that she, uh, she does the messages for us. So she gets a lot of responses back. Nice. So, so now Justin, let's say that you guys cold call lead. What happened? What happened with that lead? Let's just say if the seller's motivated. So yeah. Happened? Yeah. So they go through a qualification process. Uh, the, you know, there's a couple, a couple steps that, that they go through a qualification process. So the first process is the initial contact of the cold call of the cold caller. So our, our VAs, like I said, we have 15 that, that are calling all day, Monday through Sunday. Um, they're calling seven, seven to eight or one to 1 PM to 8 PM Monday through Sunday. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, you know, they're, they're doing the initial con the initial touch, um, and seeing if it's actually even a lead. Um, you know, the, we use very simple, a very simple script and it's nothing, nothing crazy or anything like that. They're really just asking the, the questions that they need to ask, because at the end of the day, the way that we believe it is that a seller, you're not going to, you're not going to change a seller's mind to sell the house that day. They woke up wanting to sell the house that day. So that's kind of how we believe it. And that's kind of how we, how we go. So when they, when they do that initial contact, it's very short, very brief. It's just asking, Hey, are you looking to sell? Are you looking to sell here in the next 30 to 60 days? Um, you know, what, uh, what's your, what's your price? What's the condition of it? And then what's our, what's the reason for the sell for the sell? Why are you looking to sell right now? Um, or why are you looking to sell in the next 30 to 60 days? Um, once they do 
that, uh, they send it into our, they click wants offer on, on our, on our calling system. Um, we use Zen call. So they click wants offer on our calling system and it goes into our podio system. So it gets transferred automatically into our podio system. Um, from there, we have, uh, we have VAs that are our junior acquisitions people inside of, uh, our podio. So they go in, they get a new lead, a new lead alert. And our VAs will at that point that are junior acquisition people, they will go in and they will make a sec, what we call as a heat check. Um, so they, they call and they get a little more in depth on condition. Um, they get a little more in depth on reason and they really grind, they really grind it and get it ready for us as the acquisition people to get on the phone with them. And just to be able to really just talk about options and not have to talk about all that other silly stuff. Um, so they go, they go through a few questions, you know, how, like they actually get into how, if they get into how many beds, baths, um, you know, if, if it's in certain areas, some areas have basements out here in Arizona, we don't. So we get into like, is the basement finished? Um, you know, the furnace, if you have AC or do you have wall units, you know, they get a little in a little more in depth in that because on the initial cold call, we always see that a lot of people aren't too open on that initial cold call. It takes a few calls for them to be able to open up. Um, so that's where we kind of put like a three point system um, of touches uh, within when a lead comes in. So once that lead, once they get, um, once they get through all that information, they give them a soft offer range of where we would be offering. Um, at that point, they, they take notice on, you know, what they, what the, the seller has said about the off range, how their demeanor was after the offer range, um, you know, all in all, like how they took the offer range and then they send it into the acquisitions. They, they click a, a button that says needs attention. And that, uh, notifies us as the acquisition people to get on that, on that lead. Nice, bro. It seems like, it seems like you just <laughs> got uh, everything uh, dialed in, man. No, we try. We just took it. It's been a lot of trial and error, man. A lot of, a lot of money lost, right, you know? <laughs> Congrats. So Thanks. Justin, let's, let's go ahead and wrap this up, man. For those that are starting out, um, you know, trying to obviously trying to, trying to get their first deal, whatever or not, man, what are some tips or advice or some things that you have learned throughout and how can they, how can they learn from whatever you've gone through to make sure that they can get the first deal as quick as, as possible, man? Yeah. Um, you know, the best thing that I would say is, is, uh, and I, and even though it wasn't a good, a good, uh, experience with that old company, the best thing I would say is go to someone that's already doing deals and try and just like, and try and just learn from them or try and like get under them so that you can do deals underneath them. Don't worry about making that big paycheck and don't quit your job just yet. If you, if you aren't doing deals yet and you don't have at least, you know, your year's worth of salary that you're making at your job. If you don't have a year's worth of salary saved up, don't quit your job. It's not worth it. You're going to be struggling and you're going to be, it's going to be even harder for you to get deals because you're worrying about something else. So what I would say is, Hey, is, is in your market and we're in Arizona. So if anybody th thinking about Arizona, you know, you guys can come and, and reach out to me, but in your market, reach out to a wholesaler that's already doing deals. See if you can work underneath them. See if you can, if you can utilize his marketing to be able to get deals and make, and just make a small, a small uh, commission off of whatever they pay you. Um, once you start getting enough, you start stacking enough money, you start getting enough experience you start understanding how this whole thing works you start understanding systems processes and what you need to do to be able to be successful then at that point utilize that money that you saved up this whole time that you've been getting deals with and start your business but that's how i would say do it is just definitely definitely go under someone and, and really soak in everything that they that they got to offer you smart man dude it's uh -huh. really smart i I think I, I think I heard. Um, um, do you know Jack Man, uh, the Alibaba guy, Jack Man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I heard one of his interview, and this is what he said. He said, "If you're in your 20s or whatever," he said, "If you're if you're in your 20s, 
What you want to do is you want to go work for a mom and pop, like a small company. Don't go and work for a big company because you ain't going to learn shit there because you know why? Yeah. You, you're just going to be one of their, basically, you, you're just going to be one of their, you like, oh, you only know one part of the whole company. Well, you're in a position. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> so, so all you do is that, right? And so what you want to do is you want to go find a small local company that you can actually work for because they actually teach you the whole entire process because they're just a small, exactly. maybe one man or one, you know, like a small one, right? So you mm -hmm. know the entire process of how to run the whole entire company. And then in your 30s, you can go ahead and once you've got that knowledge, that experience, then he said in your 30s, you can go out and you can hustle. He said when you're in your 50s, especially if you just follow a young guy and invest with them or whatever, in your 60s, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't try to be an entrepreneur and hustle and grind when you should just, you know, uh, <laughs> lay in the beach and yeah, be hanging out. <laughs> you know what I mean? So the thing is, a lot of times people tell people ask, "Hey, is it too late to start?" And most people, most people will tell you, you know, it's, it's never too late to start. But to me, man, honestly, you got to understand where you're at in your life. You know, by the time I'm sixty, dude, I really don't. You know, but because the hustle and grind to 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 build a business as an entrepreneur. Dude, it ain't easy. It can take you another five yeah. years or whatever year, right? And then you're 65 and and you, and, and, and you spent all those time, right? Hustling and grinding. To me, you know, by the time you're 60, like I really believe in his method, you know? When people say, mm -hmm. you know, is it sometimes is it too late? I do believe sometimes it's just too late to even start to get into being an entrepreneur and then start your own business because I know how hard it is. And I'm sure you do too. Yeah. To take a business from zero, dude, it requires so much ambition, so much commitment, so much dedication, and lots and lots of hard work, man. It sure does. And all the stress that go with it. So by the time you're 60, dude, I, I don't know if you want that. You yeah, know? definitely then, don't. <laughs> no, and then and then it dude, people say it takes 10 years for an overnight success. What that means to me is to go from zero, right? No help, go from zero. Not like, not like you were giving a boatload of money, go from zero to becoming a millionaire. To me, that's what it means. It takes, people think success happened overnight. It means it takes 10 years for an overnight success. To me, that's what it is. Overnight yeah. success takes 10 years. So you start at 60, you're 70, you become a millionaire. Now, you, you know, to me, it's like, now what you going to do with that money? You're 70, dude. Yeah, yeah, you're already I, old. You're, you're you should have been using it. You, know <laughs> you should have been using it for the last 20 years. Yeah, so people said never too late. I believe that it is sometimes it's just too late. You don't you don't wake up with that excitement. You don't wake up with that energy anymore because now you're 60 or you're or you're in your late 50 or you're 70. Yeah, especially in real estate, man, because it is a grind and yeah. a lot. Uh, yeah, once again, yeah, I, I always talk about it and I always tell people it's just funny like how many people think that you know it's just super easy to come out here and find deals and it's not. It's a lot of people, a lot of talking people, and a lot of grinding, you know. And especially in anything sales, anything anything entrepreneur related, like you're saying, you know, anything business related, you're always grinding. You're always you're always stressed. You're always learn, uh, uh, you know, worrying about what's the next thing I got to do to make this even better, you know. Um, yeah, and like you're saying, you know, you don't want to do it's definitely a, there's definitely a time limit on this thing, uh, you know, as far as when you can start. Um, yeah, man, I like, like, listen, yes, it's, it, it, like if you want to start, great, but I'm just telling you, okay. Now, the thing is, you know, like people, like people, people don't really, people don't really understand that, you know, the amount of work that it, it actually takes to really build a business. And, you know, just like Justin said, dude, it takes a lot, a lot, of, a lot of hustle. Okay. But, um, 
anyways, like, so I, I get people ask me too. So Kong, should I, you know, I get some money, you know, and I'm in my twenties or maybe you're 18 or you're 19. Should I buy rental property? Should I invest in like, how should I invest my money? You know, that's a great question. Cause you got to understand where you're at in your life. If you're 50, I would take that money, man, buy some rental property so you can get passive income so you don't have to work for the money, right? Mm -hmm. But if you got 10K or 20K and maybe you're just 19 or 20, dude, don't buy rental property. Mm -hmm. Like, like, like don't buy, don't buy rental property yet because those of you who don't understand your business, it needs fuel for it to grow. It needs fuel for it to grow. Fuel means cash. It needs cash mm -hmm. for your business 100%. to grow. You know, like Justin said, you put in marketing, you put in higher employee, you put in systems, dude, it takes a lot of money for your business to grow. So when you take your 10K, 20K that you have and you go buy an investment property, it's going to take you a while to go to the bank and do a cash out refi to pull the money back out again within that five, six months or so, you know, like you don't have cash to fuel your business. So when you're, when you're 18, 19, you're 20, dude, focus on building a freaking massive cash cow. And I learned this, I learned this in my mastermind. And I, that's why now I keep my business very simple. You take your cash cow to buy your cash flow. But before you have a cash cow, you don't buy your cash flow, depending on where you're at in your age, right? Yeah. So to me right now, people say, Colin, do you buy rental? I don't. I don't buy rentals, right? But because I keep on, I keep on wanting to cycle my money and just juice it. And to get to the point where my business can put, can can produce you know hundreds and hundreds of thousands of all dollars a month, then because I, I got time to sit around and wait. I saw what happened with the real estate market in 08, 09 when a car crashed. When when you know duplex right now in my area goes for three three seventy five to four hundred thousand. Yeah. So it doesn't make sense to go buy and get a cash flow. So I, I have time to wait because I'm only thirty six. So I have time to wait, and I know the market is going to crash again you just don't know when and when it can't crash that is when cash become king man i lost yeah. the opportunities like the opportunities in 08 09 i just saw it slip by dude because i didn't <laughs> care of real estate right yeah so i was yeah i was still young so i wasn't really very aware either <laughs> that's why I'm stacking my cash i'm stacking my cash i'm just hustling 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 i'm not buying anything i'm just stacking my cash i'm waiting for the opportunities that's where, dude, like that's where they said preparation meets opportunity. That's why when the market crashed, that's why people become millionaires and become rich. It's because they're waiting. Preparation, baby. That's when cash become king. And obviously, that's when I'm going to buy up a boatload of rentals. Okay. okay. <laughs> anyways, um, anyways, man, um, Justin, how do people connect with you, bro? Um, yeah, so um, I'm on Instagram and then Facebook to uh, Justin Big on Facebook, Instagram. It's uh, what up? I'm Justin. Um, and then I just I just started TikTok because I saw you and Ryan over here killing it, man. I'm like, you know what? I need to jump on that TikTok train, too. So um, same thing with my with my TikTok. It's what up? I'm Justin. Um, I only have one video on there right now, but I'm about to be posting like you guys every single day. So, <laughs> dude, so we're going Dude, Justin, absolutely, man. I mean, I was just going to tell, I was just going to say that. And then you said it before. I, I like, man, you better have TikTok, dude, because yeah. literally you cannot wait. You cannot post a video on YouTube, Instagram, or Facebook. You cannot. Like, I mean, the percentage of you going viral, zero, zero, zero. Yeah, I don't very, know, very, man. There's very, probably very no small. chance for you to wake up and get a viral video. When I say viral, I'm not talking about 100,000 views. I'm talking about millions of views. You can't do that on YouTube. You can't do that on uh, on Instagram or Facebook. Try it. 
but the chance of you, Justin, making one video to go from zero and wake up and have a hundred thousand follower, boom. Like, like, like to me, it's a it, TikTok. It's really a 50, 50 game for everybody. You have the same opportunities as I am on TikTok to go from zero to hundred thousand, to go from zero to a million follow within the next 30 days. I've yeah. seen it happen. I've seen yeah, it with yeah. my own eyes. No, it happened to multiple people. I've definitely seen, I've definitely seen the power of that platform. I was just like, I saw, I saw Ryan, I think Ryan, uh, Ryan was like, it didn't have many. And then just like within a couple of weeks, he had a bunch and I was like, geez, Louise, man, this thing is just open season for everybody. Correct, man. But the thing is, dude, Justin, let me give you one tip on TikTok and let me give you one tip on TikTok. It's not about, it's not about pumping content. Yes, you can pump content. You can pump veto out, veto, veto, veto out. But I've seen so many people pump so much veto out and not get traction. The thing is, dude, what Ryan did, Ryan is a true social media killer. So I remember I talked to Ryan back in March, back in March when we we're at a, 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 a mastermind. I said, Ryan, dude, you would kill it on TikTok, dude, because, right, because you have you have all the backing experience, all that. And Ryan went, on, went home, dude. He didn't do anything for one week. He said, okay, I, I'll check it out. The whole entire week, dude, I say, yeah, this guy's, this guy's another talker. He ain't going to jump on it. He took the whole entire week, dude, just to study what, to study the trend on TikTok. And then, boom. And then he pumped, I think it was his third, his second or third video, dude. It got over a million views. That guy, dude, oh, yeah. is a freaking stone cold killer. Like, like, if I were you, man, it's not about pumping out video, but make sure to take some time, study the trend. Once you mm. understand, understand the trend, because I've seen so many people on there, man, make so much mistake, and I don't have time to get into that. I see so many people make mistake on there. They're pumping out so much information content, but not going off with the trend, and they're not blowing up. Like they've been doing it for sixty days, ninety days, and they only got a around less than a thousand followers. And yeah. so, so to me, it's not about pumping out a boatload of content. It's 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 pumping out the right content. The ideas is good, man, but you need the execution. Most people take it. Because you and I, we can have the same ideas, but the one execute better than the other, I promise you, is the execution, not just the ideas. The ideas, what I mean is yeah. the title. Like, hey, how, hey, what am I going to say? But the execution of the video, dude, is way more important. Anyway, Justin, Are you, go ahead. You're talking like a video, like the song, the, the, no, no, the no. Yeah, man. Uh, so, tags, so I, all that I'm, stuff? Yeah, man, I'm talking about the execution. The execution like if okay. you watch it, you understand the execution to me means like, Hey, let me tell you my story. Don't, but you got to come in with a good hook. Got it. Okay. I, went from, <laughs> I went from zero to a millionaire in, in two years. That's a hook. Yeah. Yeah. I got it. Right. That's a hook. And then you got to wrap it with a punch, something that is unique about you that actually stand out. Okay. Mm. So, because if you, if you make it too normal, you're just going to blend in with the rest. So you got to come up with something that is unique. You got to come up with a good hook. So your veto needs to start with a good hook to capture their attention. And then you got to suck them through, you know, the 15, 20, 30, whatever second it is. And then you got to leave them with something. Whoa, I like this guy or something uniqueness about you. Okay. For me, it's like, let's go get this money or, you know, yeah, you, yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Something that is unique. Okay. Anyways, 
um, Justin, that's a wrap. You guys, thank you, thank you so much for everyone that's watching. Um, I'll leave I'll leave um, Justin's um, contact info or whatever it is just right below. You guys can go follow him. He seems to be a true killer out uh, in Arizona. Um, I'm actually coming to Phoenix, Arizona, man, in March. Nice. What are so, you gonna be out here for? I don't know if you know uh, Steve Trang. Yeah, yeah, I know Steve Trang. Of course you do. Yeah. So, uh, everybody um, knows him out here. What's that? Everybody knows I'm out here. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm going out there for uh, a real estate mastermind. Okay, cool. And, yeah, yeah. I'll definitely want to meet up with you. <laughs> yeah, you come by. Thank you. What's that? Come by the office. Come by the office. I'm going to have you come over to the office and everything like that, man. It'd be awesome. Absolutely. Justin, thank you so much for your time, bro, and for the info, the knowledge that you drop. I truly, really appreciate it. I'll leave all Justin, um, you know, linked to all his contact info right below for those of you who want to follow him. Once again, Justin, thank you so much, man. Take care, awesome. you guys. Thanks. Ciao.